Hi everyone and welcome to Trial by Podcast. My name is Monique Messenger, here with fellow graduate William Wade. Today we'll be discussing an area of law reform which has been received well in the headlines. The New South Wales Miscarriage Law Reform and Federal Reform to the Fair Worked Act. But we're also going to be broadening this conversation to look at how Australia compares internationally when it comes to parental leave policies, looking at countries like New Zealand, Taiwan and India. So before we begin, we want to warn that uh, the topic of miscarriages, pregnancy or premature births may be triggering to some of our listeners. Please remember that there are organisations that you can reach out to, including Beyond Blue and The Pink Elephant. Let's start by discussing what has actually changed, shall we? Yes. So excitingly, with the 2021 budget on the 1st of July, the New South Wales State Government introduced two key changes. First, five days of paid miscarriage leave for public sector employees who suffer a miscarriage or stillbirth up to 20 weeks into a pregnancy. This is bereavement leave, meaning that these employees do not actually have to use their sick leave. That's great. According to the Pink Elephant, which is a foundation established to support anyone impacted by early pregnancy loss in Australia, 98% of losses occur before 20 weeks, and over 100,000 couples each year do not receive appropriate leave from their employer during this time of loss. This shows just how much this reform is needed. I agree. New South Wales is the first state in Australia to introduce this for public employees, but there is hope that the private sector will follow and adopt a similar policy. The second policy introduced by the New South Wales government, which also came into effect on the 1st of July, is a new special leave program for parents who have a premature baby. This is to ensure that parents who have a preterm baby do not use up all of their maternity leave before the baby even leaves a neonatal intensive care unit. This leave is in addition to the 14 weeks paid parental leave that is available to employees in the first year of a child's life. This is fantastic progress by New South Wales, but what about the rest of Australia? Well, following the New South Wales government's announcement, the federal government has committed to giving parents two days of paid leave if they suffer a miscarriage prior to 20 weeks or experience a stillbirth. That means both females and their partners will not have to take sick leave. This will be amended in the Fair Work Act, but will be accessible to all employees covered under that act. The federal government introduced the miscarriage leave changes as part of its sex discrimination and fair work, brackets, respected work, amendment bill. The key difference here is that in New South Wales, this additional leave only applies to public sector employees, whereas the federal legislation will apply to all employees. It's great to see these laws coming into effect. Obviously, there are other leave entitlements to employees surrounding parental leave and also different rules governing them. However, these are the key takeaways from the 2021 budget. So how is the public reacting to these changes? It's largely positive, and uh, many have said that this new leave could help break down some of the taboos which surround losing a child in pregnancy. Definitely. These reforms could start to normalise conversations around supporting couples or individuals who are suffering loss. There's a question which may also arise for some of our listeners. Considering these new laws, how does New South Wales, and generally how does Australia, stack up when compared to the rest of the world? After initiating these programs, surely we can't have been the first in the world to have introduced miscarriage leave. No, we're not. Well, India actually introduced six weeks of paid miscarriage leave decades ago, all the way back in 1961. However, it appears that many women in India are unaware of this leave entitlement, nor are their employers informing them of their entitlements. Plus, these laws, which include 26 weeks of paid maternity leave, only apply to those who work in a company with at least 10 people. 
And that doesn't bode well if uh, established organizations are unwilling to offer this benefit. And how can we expect miscarriage leave to be provided when an informal economy accounts for 80 to 90% of the workforce in India? The Indian Maternity Benefit Act also prohibits employers from knowingly employing a woman in any capacity during the six weeks immediately following their miscarriage. So that means that the act actually states that a woman is not permitted to work for six weeks after a miscarriage. However, considering the stringent requirements to access paid miscarriage leave, i.e. the place of employment must have at least 10 employees, it's unlikely that most women in India would be eligible for paid miscarriage leave and they'd be unfairly disadvantaged by the requirement not to work for six weeks, even if the requirement was legislated with their health and well-being in mind. I wonder whether there has been any unintended consequences from this, such as women being unfairly penalised by not accessing paid miscarriage leave and not being able to work for six weeks, or women breaching that provision out of necessity or lack of understanding of the legislation. There are also similar concerns in the Philippines. The state's social security system entitles employees whose pregnancies end in miscarriage with 60 days of foot leave with full pay, but employees are only entitled to this leave when they have paid at least three social security contributions in the 12-month period immediately preceding the semester of their miscarriage. Taiwan, the Republic of China, also offers paid miscarriage leave, but how many days you receive is dependent on the week that you miscarried. So an individual would get 42 days of miscarriage leave on a miscarriage after 20 or more weeks of pregnancy, 21 days of leave on a miscarriage after 12 but under 20 weeks of pregnancy, and 14 days of miscarriage leave on miscarriage after less than 12 weeks of pregnancy. This policy applies to employees covered under the executive branch of government of the Republic of China. So that would include public school teachers, military personnel, political appointees, and other civil servants. So it seems that nations in the oceanic region seem to be leading the way in terms of miscarriage leave. But what all these policies have in common is that they are uniformly difficult to access for citizens. Whereas New Zealand, on the other hand, introduced a similar policy earlier this year. If an individual suffers a miscarriage, they are entitled to three days of paid leave, which applies to all individuals employed in the formal workforce, which accounts for almost all of working New Zealand population. So Australia is still definitely one of the first nations to introduce such a policy, but there's still a little bit of room for improvement, I'd say. The Scandinavian nations generally seem to have some of the best parental leave policies and are leading the way in this space, even if they don't currently have paid leave for miscarriage of a pregnancy. For example, in Finland, both parents have access to 158 working days of parental leave, which is approximately seven months, and the Finnish Social Insurance Institution will pay a maternity allowance for a duration of 105 working days, and a single parent can actually access the combined parental leave. Plus, in Sweden, an individual is entitled to paid parental leave when a child is born or they adopt. If both parents access the leave, they are entitled to 240 days each, and a single parent is entitled to a full 480 days. Other nations such as Germany, Iceland, Norway, Lithuania, Hungary, and Estonia are all regarded as having comprehensive parental leave policies like this one. In fact, the United States and Papua New Guinea are the only nations without a federal parental leave policy. In the United States, it is up to individual states and more often not the employer itself to provide parental leave. The United States is the only OECD nation which does not offer a nationwide parental leave policy of at least 12 weeks. Well, it seems that Australia is moving in the right direction, but I'm sure there will be further developments in the future. Definitely agree on that. It's a space to watch. If you have any questions about this topic, do not hesitate to get in contact with us through our website or on Instagram at trialbytepodcast. Hope to see you next time.